0: Be seated. How many of you love roller coasters? All right, some of you. How many of you uh, can't get enough of the adrenaline that comes from riding a good roller coaster? Now how, now, 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 how many of you can't stand to ride a roller coaster? A little, a little bit more of you, or at least you're more, more of you were more certain that you uh, don't like. Uh. So you've got to be dragged, kicking, and screaming to get on one of those things. Well, I was the latter. I couldn't stand roller coasters. I was scared to death at the thought of getting on a roller coaster and growing up in the church as a PK. I mean, we went to Six Flags at least once a year on a youth trip. And so I would have to go, but I wouldn't go on the roller coasters. I might get on one, but that was it. That was pushing it. And I was this way until about ninth or tenth grade, and it was about this time that Wes McAteer became our youth director. Wes was pretty much everything that I wasn't. He was athletic. He played football in college, had a few NFL tryouts, but never made it pro. He was an outdoorsman. He was actually a spelunker, which means he climbs in caves, down in caves. Wes would even sleep in trees. He could rig it up such a way that he'd put his sleeping bag up in the trees with just a little bit of rope, and he'd just sleep in the trees. I mean, Wes was really everything I wasn't. He was everything I wasn't and I thought but what I thought I wanted uh, to be. West was a man's man. I wanted to be like West. And so there wasn't too much I wouldn't do if Wes told me to do it and how to do it. And that goes for riding roller coasters. I'll never forget going on a youth trip to Six Flags, and West was determined to get me over my fear of roller coasters, so he decides that the best way to do this was to get me on the Georgia Cyclone. Now, the Georgia Cyclone is this now old wooden coaster right at the front entrance of Six Flags in Atlanta. And because the Georgia Cyclone is a wooden coaster, it can be pretty bumpy, and it can toss you around a good bit. And so not only did Wes uh, think I should uh, ride the Georgia Cyclone, he thought it would be a good idea for me to ride in the very back of the coaster. Now, if you don't know anything about roller coasters, the back row is probably the worst place, or depending on your viewpoint, the best place um, to sit on a roller coaster. It's where you get whipped and beaten the most. You're getting all the built-up momentum Uh, from the roller coaster. Wes's theory was that if I could make it through this, then I could ride any roller coaster. And he was right. It was the most terrifying yet thrilling ride I'd ever been on. And now I am hooked. I love a good roller coaster. There's pretty much, there's no roller coaster I won't ride. I love the adrenaline. I love the thrill. And it's all because I followed Wes onto the Georgia Cyclone. I followed Wes on a numerous camping trips, which I hadn't done a one before I met Wes. I followed Wes on a four-man overnight canoe trip where we uh, slept on the bank of the river. I followed Wes rafting down three or four major rivers. Again, something that I hadn't done before. If Wes was going somewhere or doing something, I was going and I was doing what Wes was doing. You ever had anybody in your life like that? Someone that you would go wherever they went, follow them no matter what. Maybe a friend, or maybe a family member, maybe a parent. Let me ask you another question. How many of us feel that way With Jesus. How many of us deep down in our heart of hearts would follow Jesus anywhere? One of the very first words of Jesus was to his disciples, and it was simply, Follow me. To be a disciple of Jesus is to follow Jesus. And notice that Jesus, when he says follow me, he doesn't say where, he doesn't say how. He doesn't give any details other than, follow me. Let me ask you another question. How many of us would follow Jesus even if we knew that meant we would face hardship and persecution? Because that's exactly what we read about in our passage from Acts 5. Peter and the other disciples, they've been put in jail for following Jesus. Our opening verse, verse 17, tells us that the Sadducees, a a faction of the Jewish leadership, had become jealous of the apostles. You see, the Sadducees were a group of Jews that they didn't believe in the resurrection, any resurrection. And so they've got a bunch of apostles of Jesus who are having all this success at converting Jews into following Jesus by preaching about a man Jesus who had risen from the dead by resurrection. So they became jealous, and the apostles were put in jail. Now, have you ever found yourself in jail for following Jesus? Some of you found yourself in jail, but it wasn't because of of Jesus. (laughs) We won't get into that. We are so blessed with the amazing religious freedoms that we have in this country. Now, some would, look to, uh, would like to look at different news stories, different situations, and point to the idea that Christians in America are being persecuted for our faith. And, and there are some groups who you could say are trying to take some of our freedoms away. But in America, we have no idea what persecution looks like. We have no idea. i've already said my prayer none of us came here this morning fearing that we might be arrested for worshiping god the thought never even crossed your mind never even thought you know some of you were debating about whether or not to come church this morning that's what you were thinking about but you never thought that you might be arrested this morning we didn't come here in fear that this church would be bombed or attacked We didn't enter this sanctuary thinking it might get raided and everyone in here would be taken to who knows where. No, we don't don't know what it's like to be persecuted for our faith, yet all these things I just mentioned happen on a regular basis throughout the world. We've seen or read about the countless beheadings that ISIS has carried out on Christians over the last several years. Churches have been burned and bombed to the ground In many countries, it is illegal to come to church and worship God. And so many worship in secret, often late at night in the middle of the dark. Guys, we don't know what it is to be persecuted for our faith, and so we are very much blessed. But I guess I want to get to a place in our minds and ask ourselves, how far are we willing to go to follow Jesus? And I know it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do to think in hypotheticals, but it's a question we must ask ourselves. If we believe what the Bible tells us, if we trust in Jesus and our need for him, and we understand that follow me means wherever, then we should be willing to do anything and go anywhere for the sake of following Jesus. If we cannot say that, then we honestly need to reexamine our hearts and our faith And trust in Christ. Jesus says, Follow me, and that means wherever. That means even to places and situations where we may be persecuted. There's really an interesting point in our passage from Acts 5. The apostles are put in jail by the Sadducees. Some of us would consider that enough persecution in itself. But then, almost as soon as they are put in jail, God miraculously frees them from jail. But God doesn't free the apostles so they can go and just, you know, be cozy, God frees the apostles so they can go back and continue to preach the gospel of Jesus. Our scripture says, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. He said, go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. Can you imagine? You're put in jail for following Jesus only to be rescued by God and then told to go back into the lion's den and preach the gospel. But here's the thing, when we have such a wonderful gift as Jesus, shouldn't we do anything and go anywhere to share it with others? Even if that means going into harm's way. Even if that means that our reputation may be tarnished. Even if that means hurting ourselves at our workplace even if that means not being a part of the cool clique at school. Shouldn't we want to share the good news of Jesus with everyone, no matter the cost to ourselves? Once the Jewish leaders realized that the apostles were no longer in the jail but preaching about Jesus at the temple, they brought the apostles before them again. They, they questioned the apostles. They rebuked them. But then, as Matthew's already pointed out, The apostles tell them, we must obey God rather than human beings. Peter essentially says, we're not concerned about what you think or what any other human being thinks. We must obey and follow God. Don't you wish you could have that kind of faith, that kind of boldness when faced with opportunities to share our faith? The good news is that we can. Through the Holy Spirit, we can. The the apostles go on to say essentially that those who follow Jesus and and obey his, his, his teachings are gifted with the Holy Spirit. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to stand up against no matter what we faced and speak the gospel with boldness. Through the Holy Spirit, we can do anything. You know, when the apostles tell the Jewish leaders that they must obey God rather than human beings, I'm sure that they were talking about the Jewish leaders in front of them. The apostles answered to God, it didn't matter what any human said. And we know that there are some human laws, some laws of our government that go against our faith. And I'm of the belief that we must obey God rather than human beings. But I think that sometimes the greatest human obstacle to us sharing our faith, not laws made by governments or leaders, but I think the greatest human obstacle to us sharing our faith is ourselves. Sometimes maybe we think we've got a better plan or a better way of doing things. We would rather be leading our own lives and, than following God's plan for our lives, or or maybe our fear gets in the way. We fear what might happen if we truly are open and honest about our relationship with Jesus. We're afraid about how the other person is going to react or how a group of people are going to react. We're afraid of losing relationships. We're just afraid. We're just, we're just scared. But if our passage teaches us anything, is that God is with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us. He was with the apostles when they were thrown into jail. He was with them when they went to the temple courts to speak. And he's with us when we are willing to share the good news of Jesus. Listen, for most of us today as it stands, we're not going to experience the persecution that we see on TV, that we read about online or Or even read about it in our passage from Acts. But if we're willing to to follow Jesus wherever he leads us, there will be sacrifices. So, are you willing to risk your reputation? Are you willing to risk your status, whatever that may be? Are you willing to risk your money, your bank account? Are you willing to risk your job? Are you willing to risk your friends or your lifestyle or your plans? Are you willing to let your dreams die so that the gospel of Jesus might be shared and flourished? And following Jesus, sharing the gospel may not mean standing up and giving this long speech or sermon. You know, like we see Peter or you hear me doing on Sunday mornings. It may not mean that. But here's what it may mean. It may mean you telling the truth when everyone around you is pressuring you to keep the lie going. Following Jesus may mean sacrificing yourself when you see injustice being done to those around you. Following Jesus may mean standing by someone who is being overlooked or shunned at the risk of your reputation being tarnished. Following Jesus looks a little different for each one of us. But again, I ask you, how far are you willing to go to follow Jesus? Are you willing to follow Jesus as long as you're comfortable? Or are you willing to follow Jesus even into danger and persecution, and hardship. We thank and we praise God for the freedoms that we now have in this country. But we also pray that when opportunities arise, that we would stand with boldness and, and faith, willing to share the good news of Jesus no matter the cost. I'll tell you what, I am so glad that I followed Wes on the Georgia Cyclone. I don't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what it would be like. But now I love a good thrill. I love it. I'm even more grateful for following Jesus no matter where he might lead me. Amen. Heavenly Father, you simply ask us to follow you. Some of us in here would like a little bit more details about that. We'd appreciate some direction. We'd like to know the location in advance but you've simply asked us to follow you, to trust you, to put our faith in you. So I pray, Father, we can do that. That we we would go wherever you call us to go, at home, in the workplace, in our community, in this world. And that no matter what we might face or what we might risk, That we would not be focused on the cost, but we would be focused on our obedience to you and the mandate to follow you wherever. We are thankful that we don't have to do that in our own strength, for we know we would fail, but we have been given the gift of your Holy Spirit, so help us to trust in that gift. We thank you for the gift of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.